welcome. This is Coach Delia. This podcast is intended to help you realize why you are stuck repeating old patterns. This is where we have fun digging into what subconscious thoughts are keeping you in vicious cycles, where we discuss how to get unstuck through communication, self-love, and awareness. Join us twice a week as we discuss many topics. Some days we'll have guests, some days we'll answer calls and questions, and others it will just be me discussing a variety of life-changing subjects. Thank you for being here and taking healing into your own hands. I look forward to the path this journey will take us on. Hi guys, it's Coach Velia. So excited to be with you on this morning. This is our first episode of the Coach Velia podcast. We're going to be learning so much about ourselves, about the things around us, about habits, a bunch of fun stuff. So if you're ready to get unstuck because you're tired of the way you're living your life or the repeat patterns, then you're in the right place. This information isn't going to be um, okay with everybody, but if you're ready to make the changes and you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, this is the information that you're going to want. So welcome so much to all of you who are out there. We are streaming live on Facebook and YouTube at Coach Fedia. Um, we're also going to be on Spotify and later going to be on Apple um, iPods as iPod podcasts as well. So we're getting that taken care of for you guys. Today is going to be an overview about the things we're talking about Um in the coming weeks. Um, how is everybody's New Year's? Everybody's making plans, wanting to change things up. Um, I know that a lot of people already failed the first day. <laughs> and I'm here to tell you it's not your fault. So we're going to get into the reasons why. Sometimes even though with all our heart's desire, we want to make changes, we just don't happen to stick to the things that we say we're going to do. There's a lot of inconsistency. And I do want to share with you that it has a lot to do with your brain and what habits it's formed in the past. So it is not your fault. However, there are ways that you are going to be required to make different choices to have different results. So I talk about it all the time. Many, many, many of us uh, are stuck in repeat patterns and we really don't know why. And we're here to kind of share that with you today. I know that all of you have had an experience where you're actually driving somewhere and then you get to where you're driving and you don't even realize how you got there. So that tends to happen for a lot of us. We are on autopilot and we are on autopilot for many, many areas of our life. Uh, we are actually living off of the subconscious mind, which operates 99% of the things, actually operating 99% of the time when we're doing the things that we're habitually doing. So how did you get to that store on time? How did you uh, know to get there when you don't remember how it is that you made a right or a left? So a lot of the reasons why we're going to share these things is because the brain only knows how to repeat what it already knows. It's our job to go in there and interrupt the brain and its processing to give it new pathways. So I'm going to just uh, have you guys visualize a couple of things. Our brain has different pathways that you can take. It's like different little roads that you can go in all kinds of different directions. But if you're used to doing the same thing over and over again, every time a situation comes up, you just tend to go to the road that's already been paved. Kind of like your go-to, right? A habit that you've created. So what we need to do is interrupt the programming. We're going to call it rewiring your brain. We're going to call it reconstructing. We're going to call it um, building new pathways. They're all there available for us to use. But we have not been introduced to the importance of making a different choice. So if you come see me for sessions, normally the first assignment I give you for homework is to teach you how to make a different choice. And so you say, why? Like, what's the problem? There is no problem. It's just if you're trying to get unstuck and not trying to repeat the same patterns, it's very important for you to make a different choice. So I'll give you very simple homework, such as sleeping on the opposite side of the bed. 
And people laugh and say, why? Like, that's crazy. Why would I want to do that? So the reason why you do that is, I don't know if it's happened to you guys, but when you travel or go somewhere and you're sleeping and then you wake up at night, you kind of forget where you're at. And you're like, wait a minute. Oh, that's right. I spend the night somewhere else. If you're in your bed and you sleep the same way every single night and you wake up, your body has like this routine. It wakes up, goes to the bathroom, brushes your teeth, whatever it is that you do, you notice that there's an actual pattern and you do the same thing over and over again. So in order for us to introduce new information to the brain, we're actually going to go and give it different information. So instead of you sleeping the same way you always slept, I ask you to sleep on the opposite side of the bed. So if you sleep with somebody, they might have trouble giving up their side. So say, okay, sleep where your feet are. So you're going to swap headboard. Now you're going to put it towards the footboard. And so when you wake up, your body, your brain's going to be interrupted. Your brain, your body's going to be like, what's happening? And now you're forced to make a different choice. So we're going to put ourselves in positions where we're actually acknowledging how to break out of this autopilot routine. Seems simple enough, right? Hey, guys, thank you so much for joining. Uh, love having you guys here today. All right, so let's get into this. Simple, simple tasks that we're going to start doing. Why? Because many of you have already messaged uh, a lot of people, and myself included, that you've already failed at your New Year's resolution, right? We are, we're on January 3rd. Okay, so they said, oh, well, I guess 2024 will be my year. No, 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 let's take it back. It's a lot more simple than you think. If you start creating different pathways in your brain, you will create different patterns. It's very difficult to learn a new habit if you haven't broken up with your last habit. So as we're learning to make new choices and you have to be patient with yourself, you're going to find that it's going to be easier for you to stick to the things that you wanted to stick with, right? So we're going to talk about how important it is to visualize what it is that you want for your life, how it is that we're going to tackle those things and how we're going to create a way for you to become successful instead of constantly feeling So if you understand the brain has a lot to do with why you don't um, stick to something, then you go to the root cause of it and you start figuring it out then. And that totally makes every, every, um, I don't know, it just, it just makes everything more possible. And, and I'm excited about this topic, as you can tell. So we're going to talk a little more about what that looks like. Um, the second homework assignment I give is to use your less dominant hand. So if you wake up in the morning and you are right-handed and you're brushing your teeth with your right hand, I always encourage you to start using your left hand. And so it's kind of funny. You're going to make a bigger mess than usual because you're not used to it. So automatically, when you are going to go brush your teeth, drink your cup of coffee, your tea, whatever it is, you automatically reach out with your dominant hand. So on purpose, I'm going to ask you to be intentional and reach out with your opposite hand. So if you're right-handed again, you're going to brush your teeth with your left hand. Again, you're going to make a mess. It's going to be funny, but your brain's going to be like, what the heck is happening here, right? Your brain just, again, knows to repeat yesterday's information. When you're drinking your coffee, be careful. You're going to drink it with your left hand. When you're drinking your water, okay? Also, if you go to work, go to school, or whatever you do when you start your day, I want you to take the opposite side. So if you're going to drive to work and you normally make a left, I want you to make a right um, and vice versa. So these are very simple tasks, again, to start interrupting the program. And yes, it's simple tasks like this that help the brain get disrupted to now be more aware and to actually receive new information. So you're telling the brain, hey, this is the way we normally do things. It's not working for me. So let's go ahead and try this instead. It'll take you a little bit to get used to it, but that's exactly what we want. And once you kind of get used to that, I ask, ask you to also alternate. So you're going to keep switching things around. You're not going to be on autopilot for much longer when you understand how to reprogram, rewire, or reroute the thoughts that are coming in. 
I use the same technique to help people reverse anxiety, also to help reverse depression. So what's the importance in these small techniques is that your life is going to completely change as long as you remain consistent in choosing something different. There is a book, TED Talks, a bunch of different conversations that share the importance of making your bed. And for a lot of people like, oh, I don't care, I don't make my bed, or I still do. So I tell people to do the opposite, right? There's a lot of people, like for example, myself, I was raised to make my bed every single morning and it was a pain in the butt. And for our birthdays, we didn't have to do any chores. So I rubbed it in my sister's face every time my birthday came around, ha ha, I don't have to make my bed. And it was a routine. We didn't even think about it. We just woke up and started making our bed. Fast forward to the, my adult life, I just didn't make my bed anymore because now I'm, you know, I'm defiant. I'm fighting against what I had to do when I was younger. A lot of people you'll talk to and say, what's one food you'll never touch again because you were forced to eat it when you were young. So everybody mentions, ew, Brussels sprouts or ew, broccoli. And as adults, like, oh, I'm not going to go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and rule my own life. I don't have to make my bed. So for years, not knowing, it was a very subconscious thought. I just didn't make my bed because I was literally being defiant. Um, and not understanding the importance of it. So fast forward, I listened to this uh, TED Talk, there's this book, and speaking of the importance of making your bed, because when you start off a certain way in the morning, your day pretty much follows suit. And that I can confirm that it's scientifically proven, and my, myself as well have proven it over and over again with myself and clients, that when you start with something fresh in the morning that maybe you're not normal, you don't normally do, your life starts changing based on the decision you make in the morning. So every morning now, whether I want to or not, I'm making my bed. And I know that that in my belief system has created a way for me to start off organized and start off really looking forward to my day, saying everything that comes my way before I let it get messy for too long, I'm going to start fixing it. So these are just a couple of things that I'm going to share today. We're going to get more into depth as you know the podcast continues. But today was an introduction on what it is that we're going to start looking at. Because I know a lot of you work really hard to try to stay consistent. Um, there's a lot of negative self-talk when you don't necessarily succeed, when you say you're going to this time. And it could be with anything. It could be a healthier lifestyle. It could be you know, you wanting to make better choices, you wanting to have a better job. It could be that you just want to just change your life, period. And it starts with simple little tasks. So if you train your brain, if you wire it in a way where you're creating the new pathways that it can possibly take, then literally the sky is not just the limit. It literally is your belief system that limits you um, and lets you know how far you can go. So along with these brain rewiring, there's also a limitation system that we've installed in our brain. From the years of zero to six years old, they say that we download information. So you come in and basically you, you pretty much know who you are and what you are. But what ends up happening is you're watching people around you. There's something called learned behavior. If you are zero to six and your parents are telling you life is like this and it's like this and we like these people, we don't like these people and this is your religion and this is what you believe, you don't question it. It's just been downloaded in you. And that's part of the program that we all carry in our brain. Those are what contribute to the habits that we start creating. So if you if you become aware of that, you can say, holy crap, now I know what actually, why I believe what I believe, but do I still believe that? You notice that as we get older, we start questioning a lot of the things that our parents or our grandparents told us, right? It could be, you know, a lot of different things like don't go outside with your hair wet. That was one of ours. Like don't go outside with your hair wet. You're going to get a cold. Um, make sure you have socks on your feet all the time or you're going to get a cold. Like we were 
uh, they were very, there's a lot of fear around sickness and, you know, they were taught how they were taught and that's it. So we were being taught the same way our parents and our grandparents were taught. So later on, for those of us that become more curious, we start questioning those things. And it's become, because we just become a little more curious. We start observing people and say, hmm, well, I have a friend who doesn't wear socks and she doesn't get sick. Huh, he goes outside with his hair wet and doesn't get sick. So now you start exploring, right? Now you become more curious, but it doesn't happen until you're older after six years old, typically. Well, the kids nowadays are a lot smarter. So they're actually asking questions a lot younger than they did before. But a lot of the belief systems that we do have, you guys, are literally belief systems that were given to us. There was a story recently in the holidays, I saw me and I had a woman who was baking a ham for her holiday meal and her daughter was helping her. And before she put it in the oven, she cut both sides of the ham. And the daughter asked her, she said, mom, why do you cut both sides of the ham? And she's, oh, my mom taught me that way. Let me call her. So she calls the mom and the mom, uh, she asked her, she goes, mom, why do we cut both ends of the ham before putting it in the oven? And she says, oh, that's how my mom taught me. So everybody calls grandma and grandma answers and they ask her, grandma, why did you cut, why do we cut both sides of the ham? She says, well, I did it because it didn't fit in the pan that I had. <laughs> so very simple explanation to why she did what she did, but nobody else knew. They just picked up on the habit. It was a learned behavior because that's what they saw. So in, these, in this series, I'm going to challenge you guys to look at things differently, to ask questions for yourself, to not just assume that whatever you were taught was correct but to challenge you and say, do you want to think the same way or have you been curious about thinking a different way? And we're going to explore those options because nothing, nothing has limits. You could always figure out why you believe what you do. You can figure out how to keep the belief systems that serve you. And then the ones that don't serve you, we just start eliminating them. And yes, we can actually delete programs that no longer serve us. How's that, right? So I share my story. I did suffer with anxiety and depression for over 20 years. Um, kind of kept it silent because it wasn't really talked about, right? In my culture, at, I'm 45 now. So at the time, uh, there wasn't really talk about it around. I didn't know what it was. I come from a long line of anxiety and um, depression, generational. That's another thing we're going to be talking about. So not only do you have your own trauma from your own life, you're actually inheriting trauma from your generational line. How's that? Yay, that was a gift that was given to you. So again, a lot of those things aren't our fault, but it is 100% our responsibility to heal those things up, to have a better life, a life that you want to live, a life that's pleasing to you, a life that's fruitful, and you're actually attaining the things that you want to attain in life, not just repeating the things like cutting the ham on both ends because somebody else told you that that's the way you do it, or that's the way you were shown, right? So let's explore a little bit. Let's figure out again what things are serving us, what things are not, and let's plan accordingly. We're going to have different techniques that I'm going to teach you online. We're going to have guests coming in. We're going to do some interviews. Um, a lot of what I had, like the depression that I had, I teach people all the time that when we feel emotions of sadness, it's because we're thinking about the past. When we feel emotions of anxiety, it's because we're thinking about the future. So we are neither existing in the past or existing in the future. But yet when your subconscious mind, when you give your brain, here we go with the lovely old brain, which I love so much because now I know how to talk to it. <laughs> but what happens is this, if you give a picture in your brain, your brain only responds to the picture that you give it. So if in your head you're stressed about something that's going to happen in six months from now, 
but it's not really happening. If you give your brain that picture, your subconscious mind believes everything you tell it. So it starts freaking out. So how many of you know or have experienced a moment where you have a picture in your head where maybe hey, I won't be able to pay my bills. Oh my gosh, this person's not going to be faithful to me. Oh my gosh, this is going to happen. And you literally are creating that reality in your head right now. So your body responds to it. Hence the anxiety, right? Hence the panic attacks. So I, um, I know now that a lot of the things that I went through were literally a blessing. I help people now restore themselves from anxiety and depression, do it holistically um, with just rewiring your brain. I don't use any substances, right? Um, and I know that for some people, hey, you're taking medication, that's all fine and dandy. That's not my line of work. What I do is help people restore their health, their mental, physical, and emotional health, because I strongly believe that we have the power to do that. And I'm so excited to be teaching you guys those tools and techniques that you can use on a daily basis. Um, and even though, yes, I am a coach, therapist, I have all these fancy dancy titles, my goal is to teach and train you how to take care of yourself. So you don't need me forever, right? It's a training process. I will show you how to restore your health one step at a time. And you'll be the mechanic working there and figuring out what, you know, type of um, labor that you need to engage in in a particular situation. But you'll know because you'll be equipped to it, hence the training, right? And your brain would have received this information because we would have allowed it to make different choices. We would have created new pathways. We would have created new ways of thinking, new ways of doing, some that you're going to start embracing a lot faster than you think. You just have to be consistent. And it works. It works really fast. A lot of us are actually responding out of trauma. There are techniques that I'll teach you to show you how to heal your trauma. 45 seconds. You don't even have to give me details. We'll start healing a lot of your memories, a lot of the negative memories that you have. It doesn't matter if they happened 10, 15, 20, 30 years ago. It doesn't matter. Again, your subconscious mind, the minute you think about it, so I know it's true for like, for example, 4th of July, you know, we have a lot of veterans that suffer from PTSD that they attained while defending our country, right? And what ends up happening is if there's a firework, um, what happens is it triggers a part of the brain and the individual can get that vision or image of what it is that happened at that particular place and time and the brain recreates it for them. So even though it's just a firework, it doesn't matter. It doesn't know how to decipher. It doesn't know how to differentiate it's something that happened maybe on, on the battleground and the firework that's being blown off on the 4th of July, which, you know, there's no harm intended, but however, the brain looks at that and say, oh my gosh, I'm going to die again. And it gives it that moment, the body reacts and they cannot tell what's right, what's wrong, what's real, what isn't. And that's kind of what we're all going to be talking about is how the brain does control so much of what we're doing and how we're doing it. And more so that you understand that the subconscious brain that operates 99.9% .9 of the time. So we are making conscious choices only 1% of the time. And my percentage could be off. I'm not, a, I'm not I don't know exactly, it could be 2%, but last I read, that's exactly what it was. So can you imagine how much you're doing on autopilot and not actually intending to do, right? So that is not an excuse to not take responsibility for your actions. For those of you that are trying to make changes, let me tell you that you need to not beat yourself up anymore, that there's a reason why you're not consistent, that there's a reason why you, you tend to veer away from the goals that you have. And then you have all this negative self-talk. Don't get me started on how important our words are, right? That's a whole other episode, but we're going to talk about that. 
Whatever you say to yourself, whatever you say to somebody else, your subconscious thinks you're speaking directly to it. So it's so important that we understand that our words hold so much power and they do in fact create a reality. So if you tell yourself, I'm dumb, I didn't do it, I'm failing, what's wrong with me? Your subconscious, like a little girl, little boy, believes everything you tell it. So you have to be so careful how you speak to yourself. That is also a habit that we formed. When I started learning about the power of my words, I had no idea that I would tell myself things that I, I didn't mean to, but they were just things that came out of habit, right? Here we go again with just what I was used to. So we're going to learn how to literally heal up those things, close up the pathways that don't serve us anymore, and start creating new ones. And they're going to be a step-by-step -step on how to do that. So you guys make sure to stay tuned, okay? All right, so I'm super excited. This is going awesome. And we're going to talk a little more about how to create healthier habits. But I want you guys to also understand the history behind it because we all started doing what we were doing for a reason. Many of us did it uh, as a survival uh, mechanism, right? There uh, was a quote I read that said, explain to me how my ancestors, you know, were freaking out all the time because they were being chased by like wildlife. And I freak out just to open an email. And I started laughing, even though it's not funny, because I remember what that was like for me. Um, even though I had this anxiety, I didn't even know where it came from, but I started watching the people around me and my family, my unit, and I noticed we all had tendencies of it. So a lot of it was learned behavior because we were actually, uh, we were having something modeled to us that wasn't very healthy, but that person was modeling it because it was modeled to them. And so later on, I wanted to go to school to understand why is it that we operate this way? What is this anxiety about? You know, I had family members that were counting how many, you know, pieces of fruit they put in a bag. I had family members that were counting how many steps they took to get from point A to point B, one who wouldn't stop claiming. Like there was just so many different OCD tendencies. And OCD is kind of thrown around very freely. Um, a lot of times it's misdiagnosed, um, as well as, you know, the ADHD and now it's ADD, but there's a whole bunch of things that's kind of like, hey, you know what, if we understood it a little better, how it is that we obtain these habits, what chemical imbalances we have in our body and how to restructure your brain so you don't respond that way, there would be fewer and fewer things that we would have to diagnose. There would be more and more of us not putting labels, even though some are very valid. There would be more and more of us taking initiative and responsibility to help reverse those things instead of just saying, hey, well, I have anxiety. Hey, well, I have depression. That's fine. How would you like to... Um, handle it would you like to keep it would you like to reverse it like how do you how do you feel about it let me know and then we'll move forward right so again for some people that's okay stay with it do what works for you for those of you who are ready for a change again because you're sick and tired of being sick and tired then let's handle it let's change the things that we're doing in our lives i i hate to hear the negative self-talk that comes even when i'm sitting with a session with a client they don't realize how many times they're not nice to themselves in the 60 minute session that we have. And I'll start interrupting them as they're talking and they're like, well, what did I say? What did I say? I'm like, hey, you said this, hey, you said that. And so by the end of the session, you know, I didn't write down the list of things that they said, but oh my, there are a whole bunch of things that were said that say, this is why you keep repeating the same pattern because you think you're not good enough because you think you're a failure because you think you're never going to make it. I said those things, yes, you just didn't realize it. So if you're constantly saying those things and if you're constantly on autopilot and you're repeating, you know, learned behaviors that right now are not serving you anymore, then it's time to make a change, right? So people say things like it's hard. I don't necessarily think it is hard. I honestly think it's just different. 
So if we told ourselves it's going to be different, not it's going to be hard, it's going to be different. If you are one that doesn't make your bed every day, right? And you get up in the morning and you went to work, went to school, oh crap, I failed, I didn't make my bed. The minute you remember, go make your bed. So there isn't a time frame. You don't have to do it right there and then. If you're at work, remember, make the bed when you come home. Oh, but I'm gonna go to bed. It doesn't matter. You would have changed something. You would have done something different, right? There is a quote, right? That says, if you're doing the same thing over and over again, and you're expecting a different result, that is definitely the definition of insanity. Because why would we expect something different from us doing the same thing over and over again? So we don't think about it. We just do because a lot of us, again, are on autopilot. So the minute you understand that and you interrupt the programming, your results start changing. And I can say it's little by little, yes, but now the way the energies are working and how fast healing is taking place, it's a lot faster than it ever has been. And I tell people all the time that the hardest part of my job is teaching you how to live a life without trauma, teaching you how to live a life that actually makes sense to you. One without stressors. I mean, we all have stressors, but not that consume you. A life where anxiety just doesn't exist anymore. Anxiety where depression comes in once in a while. And I even call that just moments of sadness because there are ways that we can actually control our emotions. Our emotions don't have to control us. And that's something I want to teach you as well. It is in my heart to serve the people that I know are struggling. Like me, I struggled for so many years, but I just knew that I was going to get better because I kept envisioning myself better. And I said, if I wasn't supposed to get better, I wouldn't have those thoughts of getting better. If I wasn't supposed to get better, I wouldn't have the curiosity I had. And I searched and searched and trained with different mentors. I did so much. And finally, I wake up every day, no anxiety, no depression. Do I get moments of anxiousness? Yes, but that's when I learn to use my tools and retrain my brain. When you have a thought, initially, you can't control the thought that comes in, but you can control how long that thought stays there. And if you know now that your thoughts create your reality and your thoughts create the emotions that you have in your body, and now that you know that you can switch them, would you not try to do that? Again, you haven't changed because you didn't know. That's the only reason why you haven't made the, the consistent, you know, actions towards making those changes because it's kind of like you know releasing weight for a lot of people oh my gosh you know it's taking forever why didn't take you a week to gain 20 pounds but you want to see five pounds six pounds come off in one week so again training the brain to be a little more realistic but it's attainable so a lot of people that have a thousand you know conversations going on in their head that was me that was me all the time chatter 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 until i understood how to change that the difficult part for some people, and it's not really difficult, again, it's different, is when the chatter stops. You stop hearing a thousand conversations in your head. And I tell people all the time, how would you feel if you didn't have that com those conversations? Oh my God, it would be great. And then it gets to the point where they've done the, he the healing and all of a sudden it's quiet and people start freaking out. It's very, very strange to not have conversations in your head when you've had them the majority of your life. And I'm not talking about people making you do things, you know, those, those type of voices. I'm just saying, oh my gosh, the stressors, the bills, the kids, the girls, or this, whatever. And all of a sudden there's nothing. You are actually thinking about what you're doing right here in the right now moment. You can totally get there. You can totally get there. It's doable. I am a testimony to that. And there are many other people who have been through this process that can tell you the same thing. And everybody gets stuck when the chatter stops because you don't know how to be. That's when the training continues. We start figuring out how to be who you were supposed to be this whole time and not be 
your trauma, your experiences, your learned behavior, your diagnoses. You get to be who you were intended to be in this lifetime. And you need to love her, him, and just do all that you need to do for you to make yourself better each and every day. Now, the importance of that is also having the tribe. Um, if you are with people who you cannot really talk to about those things, we've um, come up with a few solutions for that. We have groups, we have book clubs, we have um, individual sessions. There's a whole bunch of things going on here at Person to Person Consulting where we can share way more information that I can share in these podcasts. But I'm gonna do my best to break down as much information as I can to share with you guys here live. Um, I welcome you guys to ask any questions. I welcome you guys to write in. I know for a segment, uh, my assistant, we talked about writing in. You can write in anonymously. If you have a situation where you're stuck, where you need advice, kind of like a Dear Coach um, column podcast um, episode, we're going to have that as well. So feel free to contact. We're going to go ahead and attach our contact information at the bottom of this uh, podcast. We are live right now on Facebook and on YouTube at Coach Velia. So feel free to ask questions, you guys. I am holding the bestest intentions for all of you. My vision is to see as many people as we possibly can help restore their health and live their life to the fullest. Loved having you guys here today. Thank you so much for holding space for me, for spending time with me. I know your time is valuable. I'm looking forward to hearing from all of you guys. We'll see you guys here on Thursday at 11 a.m. Have an amazing day and we'll talk to you soon. Bye.